Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's workout I absolutely love. It works no matter what stage of rowing you're at, whether you're just starting off, whether you've got a little bit of experience, whether you're really experienced, whether you're just coming back from injury, whether you're right at the sharp end of training, it works perfectly because what we're going to do is four minutes down at 20 strokes a minute and at a low intensity, 2k plus 18 pace, which is around about five or six out of 10 from an effort level point of view. And then we're going to do one minute with no rest, uh, really Really fast okay so we're gonna go four minutes straight into one minute really fast and then we're gonna take one minute rest and then we're gonna do that again and then we're gonna do that again and then basically we're gonna do this six times in total the seagull up in the sky he agrees with me that this is a great session okay now what this does is that basically uh, the one minute rest is gonna let you recover a little bit but progressively as you get through the workout you're gonna get a little bit more and more fatigued and that one minute sprint is gonna get tougher and tougher and that's what's gonna either build up your fitness it's gonna have your sharp end training for uh, if you are doing 2k or 5k or 10k kind of uh, prep and all that kind of stuff so it works just for so many things even if you're a complete completely new rower because you get the low rate and then the fast rate for the sprint you get to kind of taste both sides of how you can row you get to see what your body is capable of and you get to work uh, in a way that because it's these short little spurts you don't realize that you've been rowing for a half an hour in total okay well plus rest point but anyway so before we get started on today's session we need to get into our four minute warm-up okay and we always do that by setting up the machine first now in a concept two that means setting up the drag factor uh, to start with which is the lever on the side now remember the numbers mean nothing you have to go by drag factor which is menu more options display drag factor and you want to set that to the number that works best for you likely to be round about 130 but don't let me tell you what you have to roll out okay if you're not in a concept two, you use something else then please just set the resistance or whatever you have to a point where you get a nice feel from the stroke but it doesn't feel as though you're having to pull a herd of elephants across the top of a racing car <laughs> think about that one next up go to your monitor and set it to eye heights so you don't have to look up you don't have to look down both of which will destroy your posture and finally set your foot stretcher height so that as you come to the front of the machine your shins get to a vertical position comfortably okay if you can't quite get there chances are your feet are set too high if you go scooting straight forward and start to headbutt your monitor chances are your feet are set too low okay now this four minute warm-up we're going to do a, a nice low intensity i want you to think about enough of a push from your feet that you get the power up connecting your hands to the handle to the machine and you can work on that connection timing through this warm-up all right i'll explain more as we go but our warm-up will start in three seconds three two one let's go so remember folks this is a warm-up okay this isn't a hit the ground running up you're not coming straight in and sprinting and full guns blazing just let your body tell you what it wants okay so you may be creaking a little bit here you may be sitting at your desk all day or all morning who knows jumped out at lunch for a quick row or you've just stopped work gone to the gym had a quick row where you've been in traffic get home kiss the wife or the husband or the kids or the dog or the fish or the cat or when you go don't kiss a fish <laughs> either way you need to let your body know that you're about to do some exercise so build into this warm-up it's not going to be too intense anyway from a warm-up Really, if you have a training pace, you never really want to go any faster than 2K plus 18 for this warm-up. Just enough of a push from your feet. You can feel that connection of power 
through your feet, through your arms, to the handle, to the flywheel. Try and get that timing so that as you push, that's when the handle connects. And when you get it right, you'll likely see your pace go one or two seconds faster. Right, so in a few strokes time, we're gonna put one foot on the ground and then continue to row, which will hopefully help with your flexibility and your technique. So one more stroke here, take a foot out, put it on the ground, continue rowing. Now you're still giving a good old push from the leg that's still strapped in here. Push. And you also want to make sure that you're not over reaching into the front of the machine. Because you can when you've only got one leg strapped in. One more. Swap feet. Because after all, what you're looking for is to come forwards and tilt forwards to a one o'clock lean or tilt then hold it drive with the legs and then finish in that backwards 11 o'clock lean that tilt from forwards to backwards is so important one more here let's put both feet in legs straight Roll with your back and arms. Now this drill here is really important, not only as a vital part of your rowing technique, but it also really reveals any back issues. If you have any lower back tweaks, this will reveal them and let you know that either you have to take it easy or do something else today. Okay, let's go to the front of the machine arm straight, forward tilt, press out with your legs. So try and hold that forward tilt. Even as you come into a finish, just think about always being forwards. And you're just working on the connection from your feet up into your hands and holding that forward lean as you drive. Should we do one more? Let's. Alrighty then, as the warm-up finished, keep on moving up and down the rail to keep your body moving, have a quick drink, uh, and then after the splash card and a quick recap, we'll get into today's row. Okay then, so just as a quick reminder, what we're doing is four minutes of 20 strokes a minute and 2K plus 18 pace, which is around about five or six out of 10 effort. Then we're gonna go instantly into one minute fast, okay? Stroke rate goes up, pace goes up. Then you get one minute rest, then you do it again, and you do all of that, a total of six times to make up half hours worth of work but it's going to be a good old row it's going to kind of yeah it's going to be a good old row there's no real hyperbole 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 yeah that i can put into that oh, i should really think about my words before i say them hyperbole 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 Right, lost word has lost all meaning now, so let's start rowing. Start rowing. So our first four minutes is going to be at 20 strokes a minute, and at around about 2k plus 18 pace. Okay, here we go. Then in three, two, one, let's go. Now you will notice that loads of my workouts are 20 strokes a minute or 24 strokes a minute, and that really is because it's much easier for me to do 
uh, this stroke rate because I can just look at the counter on the clock and count down in three second chunks at 20 strokes a minute and that way I'm not wasting brain space and I can keep on talking to you <sighs> right hopefully you've hit your rhythm by now and your pace remember on the YouTube videos you'll literally just have to row along with me watch me and then follow me for stroke rate on a podcast version you should be able to hear the whoosh of my flywheel and that's your clue or your cue your cue clue for staying in sync with me and keeping your stroke rate to 20 but no matter how you're staying in sync it's important that you're making sure that the drive phase is twice as fast as your recovery so for 20 strokes a minute that's 3 seconds per stroke that's easily broken down into one second drive to recover okay and it's nice and fluid you're not jerking through the stroke a nice load it up powerful push of the legs and then get those arms away to trigger a nice smooth recovery that's a real overview of technique as far as stroke rate is concerned but obviously there's lots more to cover which I'll talk about through this row but I don't want to just launch straight into technique chat and make it a very dry video so that's why I'm also taking moments to talk to you to let you think about what I've just said so hopefully you're spending this time thinking about that push for one second then the recovery so and one two three one two three kind of like a very weird tango always said it should feel like you're dancing with a machine now the important thing to take from this is the push of the feet but that is where your power comes from so in 15 seconds time as we go to our first one minute you will push harder with the feet the legs one more stroke let's get that pace up so push harder you'll then feel the tension of your hands 
bracing on the handle will increase but it's okay because your stroke rate is higher and your pace is higher the flywheel is moving faster so all you're really doing is picking up and maintaining that increase so it shouldn't feel tougher per stroke okay three two one so the stroke itself shouldn't feel massively divergent from the weight you feel at 20 strokes per minute the difference is because you're then rowing 30 strokes a minute 10 per minute more that's why it hits your cardio and it feels tougher from a body point of view 30 seconds to go have a drink ah 20 seconds I've got grass in my feet. Oh. Ooh. 10 seconds to go. Get yourself strapped in. Make sure you're happy. Pick up your handle. Three, two, one. Back to 20 strokes a minute. And 2K plus 18 pace. So hopefully, the one minute recovery just took the edge off the intensity that you would have felt in that one minute burst like I said in the intro as we work through all six of these chunks it will get progressively where your recovery will feel progressively less and less as you go through the workout that's the point is that you want to try to maintain these 20 strokes a minute chunks above all else you can let fatigue control what you're able to put in for the fast one minute but this is where control, concentration and determination should keep you on pace. And I wasn't being trite when I said that this workout works for everyone. I'm, well, as far as rowing is concerned, there's two things I fear. Injury and vacations. Because both of them keep me off the machine and ultimately lead to a period of, what do you call it, recovery? Re 
reconstitution, I don't know, rehabilitation. But basically, for every week I'm off the machine for, it takes me about two weeks to get back to where I was before I left it. And unfortunately, at the beginning of, well, let's just say six weeks ago, I damaged my back, my SI joint, and had to take three weeks off from proper training. And then, even though I managed three or four sessions, I then went on vacation for two weeks. And try as I might, I couldn't find a concept to where we were, roads in Greece. So, and I have to spend a bunch of sessions training to recover from time I lost due to injury and holiday. But both of them have their advantages, which I'll discuss in the next four minute chunk. But we've got our next one minute after this one. You ready? And let's go. So push harder with the feet. Keep those arms straight as you do so to let that power come from your legs into the machine. Try to avoid fighting the flywheel by pulling too soon. Okay? If you grab to fight the flywheel with your arms, you're losing masses of power from your legs. Almost there, 10 seconds. Three, two, one. Oh. And I know it's tempting to say that it works when I pull with my upper body, but it's massively inefficient. Your legs are much stronger, so you really should use them and your upper body. Trust me. Drink. Not only from a power point of view, but efficiency too. The more efficient you are, the longer or faster you can go. 10 seconds to go. There's no arguing that. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two, one, go. <sighs> so, what was I on about in the last one about injury 
or illness or vacations actually having their advantages. Well, there's two sides. One of them is that the forced break from training could be very beneficial mentally. Like if you've been in a training rut, training harder and harder, maybe it's getting on top of you, you're enjoying it less and less, then some time away can be really beneficial. Let's you reframe it in your mind and hopefully while you're away you start to miss it and long for the day you can come back but the other thing is it can help get rid of bad habits so say you've got the best of intentions of holding that forward lean at the front of the stroke but over time either because you've been training at too high a drag factor or training when fatigued but over time the bad habit of swinging your back too early and missing that connection can creep in. And so then time away can let you almost reset back to the neurological muscle memory of how your core technique should be or it gives you a chance to consciously think about it same goes for other things like engaging your core as you push into the machine it's really easy to go soggy as you push and not be powerful not only for your stomach muscles but your lower back too because remember that push of your feet will only travel effectively through your body and into your arms if you give it a stable, solid conduit through your core. Okay, a few more strokes. Two, one. Let's go fast. Come on. Try to keep that flow 
going even at higher rates a good fast solid drive out of the front and then get into that recovery quickly so don't hold the handle against your chest let it come instantly away almost like it bounces away from your chest okay 10 seconds three two one we're halfway there Bon Jovi time. Have a drink. I'm like Pavlos dog now. Every time somebody says we're halfway there, or every time I say we're halfway there, I always follow it with it's Bon Jovi time, or we're living on a prayer. <laughs> if a joke's worth doing, it's worth doing several times. <laughs> Which that's the dad joke point of view anyway. All right, six seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go. So back to 20 strokes a minute again. <sighs> Remember, one second, drive, two seconds, recover. And it's nice and fluid. Like I was saying in the fast minute just then, it's all about flow. You get that handle away. There should never really be a point when you are stopped when you're rowing. There's a transition point at the front of the machine as you roll in and then push with your feet that maybe for a tenth of a second you'll be stopped for. But ideally you want to go instant. Just come in and turn it around with no pause. But more important is what I see a lot of rowers do that is incorrect from a proper row point of view, which is holding the handle against the chest at the back of the stroke. So you'll see people going and then forwards and then forwards but that robs you of recovery time because you're driving, holding, recovering and that one second recovery rather than taking two seconds it takes a lot more 
energy to race towards the front of the machine again. And so you can't really call it a recovery anymore. It's just a return to the front. So finish with the handle and then instantly let it go. You'll hear a click from me. And that's my heart rate monitor. And I've learned to just tap it against it. Almost like a unconscious trigger to remind me to just let the handle come away. So it's just in, out, same pace. Same pace you pull in at, release the handle at. Like lightsabers, you go vroom vroom, vroom vroom. All right, three more strokes, two more, last one, and then let's go nice and fast. That's not just about being a rowing boar. That I talk about this stuff. It's about efficiency. Getting the handle away triggers the recovery lean from one, sorry, from 11 to one, just through momentum. You don't have to do anything wacky with your stomach muscles or your back. It just naturally leads into recovery. Three, two, one. Hmm. Like I said, one of the earlier intervals. As much as I don't want you to actually ease off in these one minute sprints, if it just so happens that you need to, you just can't hold the pace you've been doing so far, that's absolutely fine. I've dropped two seconds from my initial one. Drink. The important thing is that you can hold the 20 strokes a minute and still get into the higher rate. Still feeling powerful, even if you are slightly fatigued. Okay, next one coming up in five, four, three, two, one, go. 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace. Now, 
this is where the idea of effort out of 10 comes crumbling around like it's all over here <laughs> oh no wait that's grass <laughs> if you started off the row rowing at let's say 210 pace and you said you know what that feels about 5 out of 10 effort chances are by now 210 pace feels a lot more than 5 out of 10 effort just because of cardiac drift and just the intensity of having rode for oh yeah 21 minutes so the temptation is to say well I'm gonna have to back off a few more seconds to keep it at 5 out of 10 but for the way I train that's not what you do whatever pace you initially pegged as 5 out of 10 effort is what you need to hold throughout all of the 20 strokes per minute intervals doesn't matter whether the intensity or your heart rate has increased the point here is that progression in intensity that the row will start to feel tougher and tougher and that way it emulates how it may feel during a 5k 6k 30 minute 10k or even an hour where it starts off comfortable <laughs> inverted commas but then as the row goes on you need to dig in to hold your pace but this session proves that as long as you do dig in for these intervals anyway you can hold that pace even if your perceived effort is now up at like 8 out of 10 which again plays into that idea of it's for everybody whether you're experienced or a beginner the feeling will be the same it's just the pace you're rowing at is different okay two one more stroke and let's go fast now not really spoken 
about the handle. So make sure your fingers are hooked over the top of the handle and it also makes biomechanical sense to have your thumbs under the handle maybe lightly touching your index finger but not a death grip fingers are hooked over okay two one so what you're looking for is a straight line from your shoulder through your forearm through the, the top of your hand through your fingers and then you hook onto the handle that's in a straight line of power if you grasp see how that part there suddenly at an angle you've lost that straight line and that distance to be honest and the thumb on top shifts from there to there it kind of goes takes a bit of a detour to get to your hand 10 seconds to go 5 4 3 2 1 go oh. and so quite often when you hear about people with either golfer's elbow or tennis elbow it's either because they are grabbing from the front of this which puts the force right down into the elbow or oh hang on that made me go slow <laughs> or with a thumb on top it puts it into that angle and then gives you golfer's elbow so if you can hook your fingers over the handle thumbs underneath and make sure to hang with those straight arms and the forward lean as you push your feet into the machine it then only comes down to here as you pull here the handle into your chest around about sternum height that's the last place you have to think of what you're doing and I prefer elbows to go through your sides maybe a slight outward flare but certainly not chicken wings okay that puts the force right up into your delts rather than your lats which are much much bigger and designed 
to take the force and add in power so the point of a slight outward flare is that it helps keep your wrists flat so you still have that straight line of power rather than finishing with bunny hands or motorbike hands drop pace again I felt my wrist do a giant crack as I was doing that and quickly back to the whole injury and holiday thing what I find that slips for me is the timing into the front of the machine remember I said about coming in and turn it around that's what slips for me so really take it nice and controlled coming forwards and then blast out the front with as short a pause as possible one more stroke last fast here we go last one what can you give it even if you look at your stroke rate and count down close your eyes and just row to the finish I'll tell you when we're done that try to put everything in there imagine you are sprinting your 2k or your 4 minute 5k 6k half hour 3 2 1 oh. Oh. good job well done just take a moment breathe have a quick drink uh, and I will quickly load in two minute cool down there we go okay my heart rate's still up at like 85% of max let it come down another five beats there we go right so cool down as much like the warm up hit a point where you can feel yourself gradually getting easier instead of harder in three two one oh nice of the sun to <laughs> go in for the cool down 
I think the last two main sets I could really have done with it going in. Oh, hang on. Then, not now, but just took my feet out of the straps because I looked down and noticed all of my little piggies were straining against the foot strap even at this rate and pace which is a good chance that's another bad habit that I need to concentrate on a lot of this is just down to rowing strength, rowing fitness in fact I haven't been doing much means I'm fatiguing quicker and those kind of compensation things that your body does when you fatigue and it starts to do wacky things to your technique starts to creep in things like knees popping before you release the handle so make sure handle away, tilt, then knees arms, back, knees that's all you need you'll notice even with my feet out the straps I'm neither falling off the back of the machine nor am I beached at the back it's because I get all the power from my legs into the machine so there's no momentum carrying me backwards and then my hands away and the forward tilt is the momentum that carries me forwards oh. now that's me done with the cool down you don't have to be done with the cool down you can carry on cooling down you can of course just go in and have a shower in which case I still recommend stretching off your quads and maybe your glutes but not in the shower, don't want you to slip and fall or if you're able to stick around for five minutes or so then we can go through a stretching session now I'm going to try and do this again on the machine uh, or mostly on the machine so you don't need the mat to the side so let's start with hamstrings you come to, come to, oh, actually hang on for those of you that want to follow him there's Stretchy John but I'm just going to do it the same myself so hamstrings, put your feet in the thing nice and comfortable in the seat hands in the air, fold down Okay. now depending on what you do with your feet it's going to adjust where you feel the stretch if your feet are pointed forwards and your legs are down you're likely to feel it actually probably through the front as well as all of these tendons and things stretch under your knees the tendons running down the side of your hamstrings as well if you flick forwards with your toes you'll feel it right under your knees uh, and in your calves and things as well so you can adjust how your hamstring stretch is hitting you now it must be said a better stretch is to get down put one foot down like that in close to one knee down one foot have your foot at an angle hands either side obviously if you've got the stability you can hold on to your foot as well but that really does get under here for the hamstring so for that one don't want to leave him out okay so and again the more you point your toe towards yourself the more you hit your hamstrings and your sciatic nerve as well to be honest especially if you tuck your chin in hello hello microphone hello oh right then glutes if you want to do them uh, we, yeah. so put your foot up on the rail swing the other one over bring that knee across hold it in place with that arm hold onto the back of the machine and rotate into it and then you should find the height of the foot that you have up on the rail 
or this one I mean, one hooked over, will adjust how much of a, how much of wear you get stretching to that glute. So over, pull, rotate, and then just adjust. Just remember, if you're sitting on the seat, there is an element of instability going on here, so I don't want you to fall off. Now I'm going through these really quick because um, otherwise this will take about 13 minutes. Uh, hip flexors come off to the side of the machine. You could probably do this after if you're doing the hamstrings the other way. But one knee at 90 degrees, and then with this one, push your hip forwards. And you should feel here, right in your hip flexor, will start to get stretched. If you start to feel it's your quad more than your hip flexor, then maybe move that foot forward a bit so you can get your hip pushing at a slightly different angle, and hopefully that'll hit your hip flexor rather than your quad, because we're going to do the quads next. So again, come in, push the hip forward. I can certainly feel that that's more into my quad than it is my hips. There we go. Now I can feel right at the top of the, the hips. And of course for rowing, our hip flexors do take a beating. So it is important to give them a wee bit of a stretch. Uh, then standing, straddle. Make sure if you're going to kick your foot up, you don't kick the seat. But then uh, hold your quad into you like this. Apologies for my head just disappeared into the sky. And in this way, if you do suddenly lose stability, you can just tap the monitor like that. Do the other side. Watch out for the seat. This way, you really only need the same footprint as the machine that you're using. So, although Stretchy John and other ones have that mat down to the side, you can kind of get away with most of them from doing this. Right, so that's all them. So, shoulders, bring it across, hook and pull across. Okay, and then that should feel you're getting a nice stretch into there. Same with the other one. Again, I'm going quick here. You take us all the time in the world that you want to do for these things. Um, Biceps is bring that arm behind that one, and then you can either push that elbow back to give it a tricep stretch. Um, just keep that for a second, or if you have the flexibility to get that hand up and grasp like that, that'll help. I don't have that flexibility. My shoulders are rubbish. See, when I was on holiday and I was reading, lying on my stomach, reading a magazine, just having my shoulders like like kind of that on a on a uh, sunbed. Oh, the pain. It's obviously got such inflexibility infl issues, especially this one from all my squash playing. Um, what's next anyway, sorry. Yeah, so biceps. So pretend you're flying. Oh, I'm flying, I'm flying. And then spin your thumbs out. So rotate, okay? And what that does is it lengthens your long bicep. That'll stretch your biceps. So I should, shouldn't really be doing that. Let's have a better posture than that then, please. You should, the more you kind of twist and whatever you should feel that bicep stretch then for forearms remember they can take a beating when you're rowing pray and then pushing your hands together come down okay so as you push down and in so you're pushing your hands down and together you should feel under there it's a nice wee stretch Ooh. and you can also pray that you win the lottery or something at the same time please let me win the lottery jackpot and I can do this for a living instead of making television, please. Although I've just told you what my wish is, so now it's never going to come true, is it? And is that it? Let me think. Is there one I've missed? I bet there is. Possibly. <laughs> but we'll just say that's it. Anyway, so that's how you can stretch rather than having to get off the machine. It was Grace that asked for that, so I thought I might as well do it along with you. Hopefully it's not taking too long. Um, 
for you to get through that with me and hopefully you enjoy today's session. Now, I, I mean, I love these standalone sessions as things that you just kind of come to and say, I don't know what I want to do today, but I want to make sure it has value and that I get a little bit of variation. And to be honest, it doesn't feel like I'm slogging away. And this one has that. Although you can look at these and you go, oh, I've got six of these to do, because it's just four minutes, one minute, four minutes, one minute. You never really attach onto the fact that it's half hour's worth of rowing. It's only ever four minutes at most. So it's a great session just to come to. It's, the value is, you can basically do that all the time. And the, the value you'd have as a rower would be fantastic because it's a good half hour's worth of rowing. You get some low rate stuff, you get some fast rate stuff. You're not absolutely exhausting yourself. So you could come back and do that again tomorrow if you wanted to, and the day after if you wanted to, then take a rest day. And then you could come back and do it three days in a row again. Um, so it's just a fantastic thing. This is why I've been doing quite a lot of just these little standalone ones, because I want to give you things that you can come to rather than going, I don't want to do a 2K plan or a 5K plan or a 10K plan. I just want to sit down and do some rowing. And so that's what I'm doing. I made up just the whole sequence of these standalone ones so that you can say, you know what, I've got a half hour. I'm going to do that one. So anyway. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one. I, like I said, I certainly did. So that's all <laughs> in my little head. That's all that matters. But do let me know. Leave me a comment on uh, this video. Let me know whether you enjoyed it or not. Um, if you didn't, please tell me why. I mean, don't just say I didn't enjoy this. Say, I didn't enjoy it because you were talking rubbish. Or maybe you'd want music. Who knows? So let me know how you got on with it. Say hello. Maybe join the Facebook group. If you wish, do, do whatever. Subscribe. It really doesn't matter. I think I just bit my lip. Ow. <laughs> anyway. Thank you very much. Sorry, I'll deal with my bit lip in a, in a minute. Thank you so much for uh, letting me into your world for these past, what, 45 minutes or so. Um, if you check out another of my videos, please say hi on that one too. Uh, and I will see you in wherever you see me next, okay? So thanks very much again. Look after yourselves, be well. Bye-bye.